Okay, I think we are live. Okay, so I hope everyone can see this. Ooh, there is a glare happening right there. I'm going to move this. Hello, everyone. We had some glitches happening, but we are going to make this happen. All right. Moving this board. Moving that. Let's see here. We still have a glare. All right. Close this and see if that helps us a bit. All right. A little bit dark, but we're going to get going because I want you guys to have this. Okay. Welcome to Managing Anxiety Masterclass. So I'm really excited <laughs> because anxiety is just such a fun topic to talk about, right? So I, we're going to talk today about anxiety because anxiety is something that is a normal human emotion that every single one of us feel in our life. And the reason I called it managing anxiety instead of overcoming anxiety, instead of giving anxiety the boot for good or anything, anything that's going to tell you that you're going to get rid of an emotion always and for good is a lie because we are humans and we have an entire range of human emotion. And so it's much like what we really want is to learn how to handle that emotion, what to do with it when it comes up, but not to get rid of that emotion. Okay. So we are going to get started. So in today's class, um, I hope you guys can see this and hear me clearly. You can let me know in the comments if you can see and hear clearly. I hope you can. What we're going to cover. Okay. We are going to cover what is anxiety. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to cover how we react to anxiety. And we're going to cover 10 techniques for actively accepting anxiety. And again, I use the word accept instead of manage or overcome or anything like that. I'm sorry, manage or accept is good, but not like overcome, get rid of or anything like that, because that's not, um, I think a realistic thing to completely get rid of it, but it is 100% realistic and possible for us to learn to manage our anxiety and to know what to do with it when it comes up. Okay. So let's dive in and get started. So first of all, we need a working definition of what is anxiety, okay? So a definition, if you want to look up the definition for anxiety, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome, okay? So anxiety is feeling kind of, it's worry, nervous, right? These are emotions. These are feelings, right? So if you go back to the model, the self-coaching model, it would be in the F line when it's coming from our thoughts. Now, um, okay. So this is the definition of it. Now I do want to explain that there's this huge spectrum for anxiety. Okay. So what that means is there's like over here, actually I put mild anxiety over here, but I would even put just like a feeling of uneasiness, right? Like that would be like this, the, on one side of the spectrum, just a feeling of like some unease, some worry, something like that, right? To mild anxiety, and then we can get even more and more to the other side of the spectrum where there's um, anxiety disorders, right? There's panic disorder, there's GAD, general anxiety disorder, there's phobias, there's, there's so much on this end of it, right? So it's like a whole spectrum. And so like I, when I said before that anxiety would go on the 
feeling line of the model, which means it's coming from our thoughts, it can also go on the circumstance, okay? Which would mean that it's a chemical imbalance in your brain or it's a specific disorder, right? So it could be like, I'm diagnosed with anxiety and then what's your model on that? Or it could be anxiety goes in the feeling line, what am I thinking that's creating my anxiety? And I actually think that most anxiety might have a, like, oh, sorry, not most anxiety, but even the anxiety that is on the, you know, this side of the spectrum where it's really a circumstance because you have a, um, like a diagnosis, even that kind of anxiety, a lot, a big part of it still comes from the way you're thinking. There is still a thinking that's involved. Um, okay. There's still a thinking that's involved to, right? So like part of it will be chemical and part of it we still have a lot of control over because we can make it worse or make it better by the way we're thinking about it, okay? So in this specific training, I'm gonna talk more about like from this end of the spectrum to like maybe somewhere here. Obviously it will help even if you're dealing with some kind of anxiety disorder, but I'm not gonna talk about like the, you know, psychological and physiological stuff of like anxiety disorders, but Here's the thing, we all have, right? We all have feelings of worry sometimes in our lives. We all have feelings of nervousness or unease or any, any of those kinds of things. And so anxiety is part of the human experience. So just to go a little bit deeper or a little bit more of a, like a definition of some things about anxiety that I want you to know. So anxiety is part of the human experience. Okay. Everyone experiences it. And one of the biggest mistakes we make is thinking that something's gone wrong because we're feeling anxious, right? Like we've got to get rid of this emotion or like, this is a terrible thing. This is no good. We have whatever it is and nothing's gone wrong because this is just part of the human experience. Like I said, our goal is not to get rid of anxiety, right? We're not going to ever like be an anxious free human for the rest of our lives. But what we are able to do is learn exactly what to do with that anxiety when it comes up. And that's what I want to teach you. Okay. Another thing about anxiety is that it's very vague. It thrives on vagueness. I think anxiety's favorite question is what if, right? What if life stays this way and it never goes back to normal? What if, um, what if, like all the what if questions that might happen, right? What if schools don't start again until September or until uh, more than that or whatever it is, like what if questions, anything that's vague, okay? Anxiety loves vagueness. And as soon as you try to make it specific, like here's the difference between anxiety and fear is fear usually has like a very specific, oh, look, we have a co-star on our live. Um, fear has usually a very specific thing. Like I'm scared of this. Okay. I'm scared of this thing versus anxiety. That's like vague. And as soon as you try to tell your brain to make it specific, it doesn't really know. Um, hi, could you please go out? Okay. As soon as go, go ahead, if you could play with her. Okay. <laughs> this is the fun of having our kids home. Okay. So as soon as you ask your anxiety to get very specific about what it's right, it kind of dissipates already. All right. So number three is that it's harmless, okay? The, the harmful part comes from when we're resistant, we have resistance and reaction to anxiety. That's what causes us problems. So the anxiety itself is pretty harmless. 
because it's just a feeling in our body. And if we're willing to experience that feeling in our body, right, it's, it could be uncomfortable, but it's like a buzzing in your chest or like this fast feeling, maybe a racing heart. Like if you just take it to the sensation in your body, what you're experiencing in your body, it's actually harmless if you're willing to just feel the feeling all the way through. Okay. And we're going to talk about that. The problem is the resistance or the reaction to it. I'm going to talk with you about what that looks like and what that, yeah, what that will be. And the other thing about anxiety to know is that it's actually necessary in dangerous situations. I, cause, and I want to bring this up because sometimes anxiety has this bad rap, right? Like I'm so anxious and what do I do and how do you get rid of it? Right. But like anxiety is a very useful emotion, right? If you didn't get anxious when your child ran into the street, right? Then you wouldn't have that like physical body response to go and grab your child out. So here's the thing. Anxiety is very necessary in dangerous situations. The problem is that now when situations aren't so dangerous or when we're in situations that aren't dangerous, our anxiety still kicks in and tells us danger, danger, danger. Okay. So anxiety, it might say, um, you know, people pleasing, like I have to please my boss or I have to, right. And then you get like anxious about it or my kids grades and, and, you know, they're not doing well in school. And, and then you get anxious about it. Like you're not in danger and, but you're, but the anxiety, it's like telling you that there is danger. Okay. And that's the anxiety that we really need to have a look at and understand where it's coming from and how to manage that. Right. Because the useful anxiety is the anxiety in dangerous situations. Okay. So here is what typically happens. Okay. So you probably are all familiar with the fight, flight, or freeze responses, right? So when something, hold on, I'm just going to close my door. I have a very eager co-star on this Facebook Live. Okay. Fight, flight, or freeze. And so what it is, is as soon as something happens, right, your body wants to either run away, sorry, run away, flight, get away from this thing or fight, like let me fight back and resist it, or freeze, and you're just like, ah, what do I do, okay? And these are like the, th and we're gonna go into this a little bit more, but the fourth option, and this is the option that I wanna teach you, and that I want all of you, anyone who, anytime you experience your anxiety to work on, is this one, allowing and accepting it, okay? Allowing and accepting anxiety. And I'm gonna talk with you now about what that is going to look like. So, four options, right? So we said the first, so these are the four options that you have to anxiety and they correspond over here, right? So one is like resist it, right? You feel anxiety and this is what resisting looks like. It corresponds like the fighting it. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't want this. No, no, it's not okay to feel anxiety. We're gonna have, we gotta get calm or we can't, we gotta get rid of this feeling. It's no good, right? And you're, you just wanna like fight it. Now, I just want you to imagine uh, or maybe you don't even have to imagine, maybe this is something that you're dealing with today or whatever, or dealt with today, is like that you have a kid that's in the middle of tantruming, okay? And they're screaming and they're kicking and they're just like a little bit out of control. And you go to resist that. You're like, stop it, stop tantruming, stop kicking. You, got, you have to feel better. Like there's nothing to be upset about. Whatever you're upset about, right? And you're just like, you're literally like, <laughs> there's one person freaking out and then there's just another joining that. And there's just this like resistance, this fight, okay? So the other option, right? Your kid is tantruming and you're just like, okay, take your time, do what you got to do. It's going to wait for this tantrum to pass, right? Like you're, you're not fighting back. 
you're allowing and accepting, which we're going to talk about, but it's like, you're not resisting. You're not joining the fight, right? It's like one person throws a punch and then I'm going to throw a punch back. So it's like anxiety throws a punch at you. And then you're like, I'm going to throw the punch back. Okay. So that would be like resist or fight. Then there's react to it, which is kind of like, which would correspond to the flight. Now react, and again, many of you, um, you're totally number three, number three. We didn't even get there yet. Just wait, hold on. <laughs> but yes, you can totally, like, you could tell me what you, which one you guys are. All right. Um, so react is like, like, you know, when people, they have anxiety and they just start getting really busy and they're like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. And like, let's take care of this. And they're like, just like running around and trying to like take care of everything to almost like manage their anxiety, right? Like, let's get this and let's do this. And let's, and, and they, they're like reacting to the anxiety, right? Like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. So now I'm going to like, well, let's like make all the to-do lists. And let, like, you're just kind of in this like flighty mode of, feeding into that anxiety. Okay. That it's like, you're acting react. So you're like acting from that place, but it's not necessarily helpful action. It's like you're reacting, <laughs> you're taking action out of reaction to the anxiety. Okay. And then the third one is avoid, which would be freeze. Now what avoid looks like is I'm feeling anxiety. I can't feel this feeling. So let me go and distract myself, right? Some people distract themselves with food. They're like, if I go eat this cake, then I won't feel so anxious anymore. And it, it, it could work for the moment that you're eating the cake because you are distracted and you're doing something else and you're engaged in something else. But really what you're doing is avoiding anxiety, right? So some people might do it, avoid it with food. You could avoid it with just watching something. You could avoid it with um, being over busy. You could, right? We could avoid it with, let me just go on my phone and scroll Facebook and just get lost on whatever stuff is going on on my phone. So all of this is really avoiding the anxiety. It's like, I don't want to feel this. So I'm going to go and avoid this. And that's kind of like the freeze. Okay. So those are the three um, possible reactions. You might be more of one than another. You might go back and forth between these, whatever it is. Now, all of these are not helpful to learning how to actually manage anxiety, which is what this class is called. Actively accepting or allowing your anxiety is the best way to get a handle over it. And I want you to just think about it. Think about the word allow for a second. As soon as you use the word allow, it's like I have authority over it. I allow you into my house. As soon as you allow someone into your house, it's like I'm in charge here, I let you in. I'm allowing my kid to have screen time. Okay. As soon as I allow it, it's like, I'm in charge of when you're having screen time and when you're not. And right now I allow you to. Okay. So just the sound of like actively. And the reason I say actively is because this is going to take constant work, right? It's not like a one and done thing. It's a constant thing. And it's also, it's not like giving up, allowing and accepting is not giving up. I'm going to talk about more about what that looks like, but just the word allow means, okay, you're here, anxiety. I see you. I feel you, right? But I'm in charge and I allow you to be here. Okay. So here is what that would look like. And these are 10 techniques for actively managing anxiety. Now, the, you can do some of these. You can do all of these. You can do it in this order. Okay. Right. Some of that, some people might resonate more with all of them. Um, I might even recommend all of them. And there's even more than, that's, than what's on here and I'll explain some of them. Okay, but let's just start with number one. 
So number one is recognize it, name it, and remind. I'll tell you what remind is. Okay, recognize it. So the very first step for anything is to understand what's going on, okay? And so a lot of times what we do is we blame anxiety on a thing, like on the circumstance and not on our thought. And, and then we don't, we're not really recognizing what's going on because we think that thing has to change for me to feel better, right? So if you're like, I have anxiety because my kids are home from school, then the only way to get rid of your anxiety is when your kids go back to school. Now that could be months away and then you're kind of doomed to just feel anxious till then, right? Versus my kids are home from school and my thought about it is I can't handle this. And because I'm thinking I can't handle this, I'm feeling anxiety in my body, right? So you're like, okay, I feel anxiety because of what I'm thinking. Um, but so recognize that, like, this is what it feels like. Okay. It feels like heart palpitations or bumping in my body or kind of like this busy, bubbly, you know, um, unease, whatever it is, right. You're going to recognize it. And when I say name it, you can even name like the type of anxiety, right? There is situational anxiety. There's anticipatory anxiety, like, cause you're anticipating something there's, um, your anxiety, like anxiety of about an actual event, like you might want to get really specific. Like, what am I anxious of? Is it the unknown future? Is it going live on Facebook? Is it like, what is the thing that I'm anxious about, right? So you're recognizing the emotion of anxiety in your body. You're naming it as anxiety, but you can get even more specific about what it's about. And you can remind yourself that it's just an emotion. And that emotions, if you're willing to feel them, they don't, they're harmless. If it's just the emotion in my body, right? Like I'm willing to feel this very uncomfortable sensation in my body, okay? And what I like to do is become like the watcher of my brain, okay? Like you want to remove yourself like one step from your brain instead of being fully in your brain. So this is a, a hand with a little dot inside, like taking, I like to think of pulling out the emotion or the emotion, wherever you're pulling it out from, and putting it on the palm of my hand and having a look at it. Like, hmm, anxiety, right? Here's what it feels like in my body. Here's what's going through my mind. Become like an observer of your own thoughts. Okay. And then using sentences of acceptance. Okay. I might even um, type up like a whole, actually, let me get down to affirmations. That's what I have for you. But accept it would be like, I'm feeling this in my body and it's okay. This is a feeling and it won't last forever, right? I can handle what's going on inside my body right now. Those are like sentences of acceptance because you want, because your brain is going to tell you like, I can't handle this. This is not okay. The anxiety has to leave. And it's like this very rushed feeling. <laughs> and I want you to do the slow down. Be like, I'm not going to feel this way forever. I can handle this feeling in my body. This will be okay, right? Like those kinds of things. And then be curious about your thoughts, right? Like I said, even if there's chemical um, anxiety going on, there's always a thought component to it that is increasing or decreasing your feelings of anxiety. So get really curious about your thoughts. And I even recommend that you write them all down. Take your brain stream and put it onto paper, right? Because otherwise, and that's, that helps you become the watcher of your thoughts when you get it on paper, because then you're removing yourself one step from your brain. When you're in your brain and you're like identifying it, with it and you're thinking thoughts like I'm not going to be able to like get through this until my kids are back in school and life is back to normal and like coronavirus is like fully finished and ever whatever it is right like all that stuff you're just like busy identifying it with it versus writing it down and being like I can't handle life until my kids are back in school and you're like that's a thought right I don't have to go with that thought I can come up with a different one that's going to serve me better because I can handle this 
Okay. So actively and specifically describe anxiety in its most factual form. So here's the other thing. Kind of like I said, anxiety loves vagueness. It loves what if. It loves, it's like this fast motion usually, right, in our brains and in our bodies. So if you start describing it, just like the facts of anxiety, right, like back to like, my heart is rapidly beating. My hands feel clammy, right? There's a fast movement going up and down my body, things like that. It, it helps your anxiety to just like, like calm it down. Like this is what I'm experiencing, just the physical sensations in my body, right? And you almost like slow it down, which gets, right? And then you can play with your anxiety in number six, and this part is really fascinating. This is going to take longer than just a masterclass to do because I, I teach my clients how to do this, but you can minimize and magnify an emotion, right? So you can like, when I mean play with it, like get a handle on it. So for example, number one, you could be like, okay, anxiety, I see you're there. I feel you. I hear the thoughts that you're giving me or whatever. And I'm going to give myself 15 anxiety, like 15 minutes for my anxiety at this time right? Like you almost are like, I'm going to give myself time to have anxious thoughts, <laughs> but not right now, right? So that's like one way that you're like getting authority over it. You're telling yourself you can have all your anxious thoughts, but here's when, okay? Another way you can do it playing with your anxiety is you can magnify and minimize it by like, let's just say you're having an anxious thought and you can, you can create more anxiety by like just really feeding into that thought and then you can create less by reminding yourself of other thoughts, okay? I'll show you, I can tell you, like let's just say with like the emotion of love, right? So this would be an example. Like if I tell you right now, I love my kids, it was kind of like an intellectual thought. Like, yeah, when I think that I love my kids, but it's just like a very surface level love versus like, if I really think about that, like I love my kids. And I start thinking about each one of them and what's special about them and what I love specifically about them, right? That's going to generate a much more expansive feeling of love. So that's what I mean by playing with emotion. It's like, what would I think to magnify this anxiety? What would I think to minimize this anxiety? And doing this exercise helps you, like, again, have that authority over it. This feeling of allowing, like I'm allowing my anxiety to grow. I'm allowing my anxiety to minimize. And um, I'm so glad this is helpful. And also I'm going to give it time, but now is not the time. Here's the time that I'm going to go into my anxiety. Okay. And then we get up to affirmations. Now I love affirmations. Affirmations are sentences that help your brain. Okay. So you might have a sentence in your brain, like I can't handle this. And then when you investigate that thought, you're like, I can handle this, or I'm learning how to handle this. I'm learning how to cope with anxiety, right? I can get better and better at dealing with my anxiety. There are sentences that serve you. And I actually have a whole list of affirmations specifically for anxiety, and I can um, maybe make a worksheet and put it in this group so that you guys have that if you want specific affirmations for anxiety. Okay. And actually just about affirmations, like you can use these for any area of your life. Obviously it doesn't have to just be anxiety. You can have affirmations about your mothering. You could do affirmations about your being a spouse. You can do affirmations about your own self-confidence. And I actually, I have an app that I use called Think Up if you want to do this. And it's really cool because you can have different lists of affirmations, but you, you record your voice saying them, like you record your affirmation and then you can just play it 
and it plays back to like music. You can choose a soundtrack or whatever, and you just can listen to your own voice telling you these affirmations. And it's like very soothing. It's kind of like brainwashing yourself, but it, really what it is, it's reminding yourself what you want to think and what you want to believe and what you sometimes forget to think and believe when your brain is busy telling you this is terrible, everything's disastrous, I can't handle this, life is awful or whatever, right? Okay, so affirmations and then another thing is breathing. This actually another thing would also be exercise. Okay, we'll talk about one and then the other. So as soon as you do deep, like you're feeling really anxious and you do deep breaths, right? Um, like you breathe in for seven seconds, breathe out for 11 seconds or whatever it is. You might have your own like breathing routine. But as soon as you like focus on breath, your anxiety, it, which is like all busy buzzing around in your head and in your heart, like it, it has to dissipate because now you're focusing on your body's breath. Like it's like as soon as you put your brain somewhere else, it doesn't really have the ability to like keep its incessant buzzing. Okay. So just like imagine like I'm talking to you right now. I'm focused on this live. I'm focused on this stuff about anxiety. And then I pause and I'm like, okay, breathe. It's like a whole other experience. Like all of a sudden my attention is like focused on my breath, especially if you're counting the seconds, okay? So that's just like a very simple thing to do in a moment where you're feeling extreme anxiety and you need to like focus away and take it into your breath. Um, same thing would go for exercising, right? So exercise, by the way, is known as just as effective as like an anti-anxiety anti med, right? So even if you're like taking medicine for your anxiety, um, exercise is, like just as good as taking that medicine. Like, so obviously imagine doing both together. It'd be so great. So like a couple of days ago, I was just all of a sudden for no reason that I could like figure out. It wasn't coming from a thought that I knew of. I, I just had this like really fast beating in my chest. I was feeling really like yucky and anxious. And like, I didn't know why. And I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. Right. And between the fresh air and my body, like my heart pumping and my body moving, literally, I just felt the anxiety dissipate. Okay. Like I came back from my walk and it was gone. And it, again, it may not always be like that, but I've had times where I remember being like an intense anxiety and I'd go swimming and I literally felt like in the water, the anxiety, like lessening as I would swim. So that's just something else where if you're like feeling anxiety, you're maybe having a harder time getting control of your thoughts or understanding what's going on, or it's not really coming from your thoughts. And you just have this feeling in your body that you really have a hard time understanding where it's coming from, I would go to like the breathing and the exercise as a way of, of helping that. Okay. And then number nine, which sounds so counterintuitive. I don't know if you can see it. It says, don't let it overtake your life. Okay. Which of course you're like, <laughs> it sounds very simplistic. Like, what do you mean? Don't let it overtake my life. This is overtaking my life. But what I mean is just anxiety is not a sign that you do or don't do something. So let's just say you said yes to a speaking engagement um, and then you started feeling really anxious about doing that speaking engagement, right? So then you're like, okay, I'm just not going to do this. That would be like the avoiding it and letting it overtake your life. Like, never mind, I'm just not going to do this because I'm feeling anxious versus like, I'm going to feel anxious, anxiety, you get to hang out right here. You get to come along with me for the day, right? That would be part of allowing it, where I don't need to like get rid of it and avoid it. I can just let it be until it's gone. And I'm still going to do my speaking engagement anyways, right? Or whatever it is. Like when I say don't let it overtake your life, I mean, don't change what you're doing because of anxiety, 
more manage the anxiety, not the action. And then the very last one over here is to recognize that progress isn't linear. I don't know if you can see that. And what I mean by that is like, it's not like, like, okay, I'm super anxious and then I get better and I learn how to overcome anxiety and then I'm totally fine, right? It's like, it's like this. And when you're over here, even if you're like at a down, but here's your starting point, right? I want you to see that there's progress all the way here. Even if you feel like you're here, that doesn't discount all of this, okay? Progress is not linear. I was actually talking yesterday to a client of mine who, when we started working together, she had lots and lots of anxiety. And at this point now, um, we worked together for four months. And at this point now, she has so much control. Like she's, she, it feels like a different person. She's like, I would never have managed having my kids home like this. I would never have managed coronavirus. I like, I just feel like I know exactly what to do with anxiety when it comes up. And I said to her, like, which tip or which exercise or which thing in the work that we did together do you think helped you the most? Cause I wanted to say it in this training. You know, she's like, I think it was the four months of working. It's all of it. It's learning how to manage our mind. It's the techniques. It's the, you know, being onto yourself, becoming a watcher of your thoughts. She didn't have one thing. But what we were talking about is, the idea that it's not like anxiety doesn't come up for her. It's just that she knows what to do with it. She notices it right away and she knows exactly what to do with it. Right. So it's like, and it's same thing for me. It's like, I've been doing this work for so long and I've, and I continuously do this work, but it doesn't mean like, let's say about confidence. I'm doing a training on that tomorrow. It doesn't mean that like a thought won't pop up of like not being good enough or whatever it is. I just know it. I I'm onto it like this. I'm like, Oh, that thought, uh, 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 you don't right? Like you don't get airspace in my brain. Like I know exactly what to do with it, that it just puts it back in its place. And so that's what I want you to realize with anxiety. It's not like I struggle with anxiety and now I no longer do, or, you know, I'm here and now I'm here. It's like, you'll go wherever, but the more you work on this, it comes up and then you just like, you know what to do with it when it comes up. And just because it came up again, doesn't mean all your past successes don't count anymore. Okay. So that was like the last part, recognizing progress isn't linear. So most importantly, I just want you to know that anxiety is a normal human emotion. Every single one of us experience it right? When it gets to the extreme part where it's like really interfering with your life and right, like that, that might be the part where there's like a anxiety disorder there or something more to look into or whatever it is. But all of this will help anyways, regardless of where you are on the spectrum. Because what I want you to know is that you absolutely have the ability to get authority over your anxiety and learn how to allow it and accept it. And even though it seems counterintuitive, when you allow it and accept it, it dissipates much faster. It's like the easiest way to the other side of it. Okay. And when you're busy, like fighting it and resisting it and trying to get rid of it and, you know, doing those other reactions that we spoke about earlier, that's when it magnifies and it just gets bigger and it just follows you around more. Okay. So it seems counterintuitive. Like if I fight something and I can get it out of here, right, then it'll be gone. But that actually like builds more of it. Okay. So this is where we are going to end our masterclass for today. I will be on live tomorrow at 10 a.m. California time to do one on confidence. And I have some more exciting ones planned for next week as well. And if there is something that you want to see a specific live training on or a topic or whatever it is, you let me know and I'm happy to prepare that for you. All right. Have an amazing rest of your day. Hey, if you are ready to move away from being overwhelmed and stressed to becoming calm and confident and present, 
then my upcoming group coaching program is totally for you. We're starting October 12th. It is called the Common Confident Mom Coaching Group, and I would love to have you join. So go to my website, adinalanda.com, and there'll be a pop-up there that you can check out all the information about this amazing four-month group coaching container that is literally going to change your life, change how you show up to the world, and give you all of the best tools I have for strengthening your relationship with yourself, your spouse, your kids, and learning how to coach yourself. Can't wait to have you join.